Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good mythical morning, everyone. It is the one and only V, the Gorilla Economist, and I am glad to be back in the saddle. It's been a, a nice, restful uh, nine or ten days at this point. I mean, we're back on, we're supposed to be back home at uh, about nine o'clock um, on Sunday, and by the time we crawled in, and it was like 1 a.m., it was ridiculous, and then the next day, I was absolutely exhausted on Monday, couldn't get anything done, couldn't get anything going. And uh, this week is one of those weeks, man. I'm just uh, trying to um, trying to trying to regain my footing, so to speak. Trying to regain my footing, get back into the game, into the swing of things. Uh, if I haven't reached out to you guys, uh, the ones that I'm supposed to be reaching out to, please don't fret, please don't worry. I will be reaching out to you guys. I haven't dropped the ball on any of it. Uh, it's right now just buried. So many things going on here at the home front uh, in the United States uh, with clients, uh, with uh, institutions. And a lot of things going on internationally with uh, some of my institutional partners. So anyway, I'm glad to be here. Uh, lots of things going on. It's never a dull moment for sure, especially these days. Uh, since 2016, it's been in hyperdrive. And uh, so I'm glad to literally weed through the nonsense and get some reality uh, and in some perspectives. Today's... Uh, Broadcast. I like to call it PMI and PMS. PMI and PMS. And if that's TMI, too much information for you, let me clarify. The PMS I'm referring to is, of course, not that which is relegated to the fairer uh, opposite sex, but what I call the phantom market syndrome. The phantom market syndrome is a very, very powerful thing. You see, the, fa the phantom market syndrome, is, it, it, it creates confusion. It creates a, um, a, what's the word I'm looking for? A false sense of confidence. It creates the illusion of truth. It creates the illusion of facts. And it makes you think that you could actually chart something that's going to happen on the longer term trend line. And that's what the phantom market syndrome does. The phantom market syndrome, folks, what it also does, it at times can have you hold onto two diametrically exp uh, you know, opposed, diametrically opposed viewpoints while making peace with each and feeling that both is completely normal and they're somehow cohesive. Now, we've seen this with... with with a lot of guys, uh, you know, I talk to traders all the time, and, you know, my buddy Dex and a couple of others, and they'll say, hey, V, this chart, this technicality says this and this and this on the short term. Do you think it's going to happen? The answer is no. Why? Because we're looking at a longer trend cycle. The longer trend is your friend. The longer trend is your friend 
And it's the gorilla who's been calling Dow 29,000 since the Dow was at 14,000 how many years ago. And everybody was telling you it was going to crash. And now the latest folly, and, I, and when I was away over the week, you know, I, I would peruse some of the headlines just to keep abreast of what's going on and whatnot. Because, you know, a couple of weeks ago they released the PMI, the Purchase Manager's Invoice or Index. And the PMI dipped. And all the alarmists out there and the so-called bobbleheads and talking heads and all the jesters that are out there were on the Twitter rampage. Oh, my God, look at you, Trump. The PMI is down. It's indicating that the economy is slowing. It's indicating that things are crashing. It's indicating it's all going to fall apart. Look at the PMI, the PMI, the PMI, the PMI. And they want to all just look at the PMI, the PMI, the PMI. Okay. Let's look at the PMI. Let's take a look at the alarmists. Let's take a look at those that are literally saying to you that the PMI is the indicator. Is the indicator. Of the economy closing down. Oh my God, it's so accurate, so accurate. Folks, we're living in a world where I, you know, you guys who've been following me for a while, you understand this at this point, that the market and the physical economy are two different things. The market is a completely different animal. It's a completely different animal. It's two different things entirely. It means, it doesn't make any sense. It's not supposed to make any sense. It doesn't have any underlying factors. It doesn't have any underlying assets. It has no fundamentals. The only thing your charts are good for is is, 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 is watching the day-to-day. And if you're in the pulse wave trading room, you're going to be killing it thanks to the pulse wave triggers. Why? Because it's, it's the only system I know that not only tracks the day-to-day, but is also focused on a longer-term trend. And the longer-term trend is your friend. It's just that simple. Now, when the whole PMI thing came out, folks, it's pretty remarkable. The whole PMI thing came out, and um, when the PMI went down, you've heard it said that uh, the PMI was uh, anywhere between, oh, God, it, it was crashing, it was, it was down. And, I, and I, when I looked at the numbers, and this, this is the funny part, right? I was like, what the hell are these, what are, the, all, are everybody clucking off about PMIs? And most people don't know what a PMI is. And most people that quote a PMI, the Purchasing Managers Index, they don't even know what the PMI is, really. They have no full grasp of it. And they'll, they'll parrot what has traditionally been ascribed to the PMI, but but currently has no meaning. They will parrot this axiomatic response or definition of the PMI that it used to have, but today really has no bloody bearing. And what I mean by that is this, okay? The PMI, all right, you got to understand is this. The PMI is, is, is known as a, um, what is the word I'm looking for? It's, it's, it's a diffusion index, okay? It's a diffusion index. And what that simply means, it's an index that measures greater than or less than 
So if something's above 50%, oh my god, it's doing great. If something's below 50%, oh my god, it's doing terrible. Oh my god, it's not. And that has been the indicator of the PMI, which measures the manufacturing sector. And that's problem number one. Folks, first of all, the manufacturing sector in this country is less than 20%. It's anywhere between 15 and 17%. It's less than 20% of the economy, and it's been tepid and dying for the last several decades. There's nothing new there, okay? So this is why you can have an explosive GDP at some times and have a tepid PMI. This is also why you can have an explosive GDP growth, an explosive market growth, and the PMI could actually go down. How does that happen? What's well, greater than less than is a diffusion index. So if the if the majority of managers sense a great market move, and then that month, okay, in that month they went ahead and and they uh, they said, hey, you know what, uh, we we it was a, we we estimated a great month. We're going to hedge our orders, and uh, hold on. We're going to hedge our orders, and we should be good. So let's just say they, they detect, hey, you know, this is a great month. This last several weeks have been great. We're going to put a massive order in because we're hedging that the prices that we're going to get right now are going to be great. Fantastic. So everybody goes all in. They hedge. They get their, their material. And then the following month, they might not do as great as the previous month. They might have a, a, a lesser order because, you know what, they stocked up last month. Okay? That could very well happen. That could very well happen on a diffusion index. And the next thing you know, you have a slight drop. And the slight drop in the PMI, it was what was all these talking heads parroting and clucking like chickens and barking like dogs. This dip is what they were, they were talking about. And what was that dip, you might say to yourself? You might, did, he, did, the, did, the, did it go from 55% or 60% and did it crash to 20%? Was that, was that the indicator? No. It wasn't? Well, V, did it, did it go from, from 55% and crash to 49%? No. No, it didn't. Well, V, did it go from 53% and crash all the way to 49.999%? It was that it. Was that an indicator? No. Then, V, what was it? It went from 50.4 to 50. <laughs> I'm going to let that sink in for you guys. It went from 50.4 to 50. In other words, a point four of a move. The equivalent of a mouse farting into a tornado. That was it. That was it. And that was enough for some morons to read a headline and run with it. And you've seen this and, uh, on, 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 on many of fronts. And the PMI is useless. The PMI should never, at this point in the game, the PMI should never be looked at as some sort of an indicator of anything. It shouldn't be looked at as an indicator of what the real economy is doing. It shouldn't be looked at and, and say, hey, you know, the economy is slowing down. The, the, folks, the, the economy has been slow for the longest time. But the market's doing great. The market's doing great. And this is what's part of what I call the phantom market syndrome, PMS. The phantom market syndrome. Doesn't mean anything. Here's another indicator. Right? Here's another indicator that's... that's this is why people are getting whipsawed. 
Look, PMI is down. Market's going to crash. Oh, my God. The economy's slowing down. And then they get this. They get this. The latest survey from the conference board. Americans are the most confident about the current economic situation since November 2000. And they're saying that consumer confidence is still trending high. And they're saying that the present confidence rose from 177.2 versus 170 last month. And they're saying that consumer confidence, you know, confidence expectations also fell. It says it's the highest it's been since, since 2000. And you have what's called the labor differential indicator. Between jobs that are plentiful and jobs that are hard to get. And they're back near record highs. So, hiring's happening. But at the same time, there's a decoupling between, between savings and confidence. So you get all these figures. Which one is true? Which one is true? Is the PMI true? Is the CPI true? Is the consumer confidence true? Is the labor differential differential indicator true? Which is true? None of it matters. Is the point. See, you can't say... Yes, the economy is rigged, the economy is fake, the economy is filled with high-frequency trading equipment, the economy is this, the economy is that, and the, um, the market is this, the market is that. Say all these things about the market and call the market is fake and it's not real and there, there's no reason why it should be down 22,000, 25,000, 29,000. There's no reason for any of that, V. And at the same time, like, oh my God, the PMI is down. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And start hyperventilating. The PMI, the CPI, the, 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 the LDI, oh, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Another one that's big this week was reported that there was. Oh my God! Here's another one, folks. And this is why you have the gorilla. Oh my God! Six hundred million of stocks per day were sold in August, and it's being reported that oh my God, there's. You know, this is, this is incredible. 600 million a day were sold. <sighs> Folks, let me explain something to you. And a lot of people are saying, oh my God, 600 million a day of stock is being, it's being sold. It's being sold. It's flooding the market. It's being sold. <laughs> but how come it's not crashing the market? I mean, do the math. 600 million a day, how much is that in 30 days? I mean, just do the math. It's, it's an astronomical amount of, of money. Astronomical. Okay? Astronomical at the end of the day. So, if you do 600 million a day, that's 1.8 billion in a month. That is a crap load of money in the end. Like $2 trillion at the end, man. It's, 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 whatever. Anyway. Anyway. 
No, it's more than one point eight trillion a month. One point eight—it's an astronomical amount of money. So anyway, anyway, get back to the point. Okay, before I get sidetracked here. Oh my God, six hundred million a day is—it's it's going, it's going. You know, all these guys are out there putting out the articles. This is it? Corporate insiders and the Wall Street elite—they're preparing for the storm. They're preparing for a crash. It's going to happen. They're saying that this is it. It's the outfall. This is this is this is what's going to go on, folks. Let me explain something to you. We've had big outflows. First of all, number one, six hundred million dollars is not being sold in a day. Yeah, excuse me. Let me let me rephrase that. Let me preface this to give you the right perspective. Six hundred million dollars in stock are being sold per day. Yes, that is correct. But six hundred million in stock is not being dumped per day. The difference. Six hundred million is being sold. That means somebody on the other end is buying. Do you get it? Six hundred million is being sold, and somebody on the other end is buying. It's not being dumped. And if they're selling it, what happens is that you see this all the time. This metric that they're using to to get the average index of 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 sales on Wall Street. Who is the micro, the macro quant strategist, Masanari Takata? He's a quant strategist. I bet you this guy knows more Beth in his pinky than I do in my whole entire body. But he's wrong. How is that? Because Matsuhara Matahari, whatever his name is, he's looking for a Lehman-like collapse. And he's sticking with his prediction. That there's going to be a monster sell-off that's going to arrive this week. <laughs> Ain't no sell-off. Here's CNN. Corporate insiders have sold an average of 600 million stock per day in August, according to TrimTab's investment research, which tracks stock market liquidity. August is on track to be the fifth month of the year in which insider selling tops 10 billion. The only other times that this has happened was in 06 and 07, the period before the last bear market in stocks. Folks, what happened between 06 and 07 and what's happening now is two different things. It's two different things. Why is it two different things? Let me explain something to you. The investment banks are not going to abandon. They're not going to jettison. They're not going to cast aside the only damn thing making them money. If there's a sell, that's because there's a buy. If there's a sell, that's because they're getting repositioned. If there's a sell, is there also they're taking profit. They're taking profit. Trillions were made. Nobody talks about, hey, when the market dipped down to, you know, 23 and 22 and, and what, you know, uh, you know from the 27,000 and went down to 25. Nobody talks about the hundreds of billions that were made. Hundreds of billions of dollars in profit that were made. And just in that move, 
the trillions in wealth that was created. Folks, people just don't mind. This, this is the middle class mindset. This, this is the old school middle class, you know, economics 101, you know, back from the 50s kind of mindset. Well, the market's down. I mean, that's great. Folks, people make money on market moves. They don't make money if the Dow just stood there freaking, you know, 26,000, 27,000 every single day without any sort of dip. Nobody makes any money. It's got to move up. It's got to move down. That's how money's made. That's how money's made. $600 million. We haven't seen this since... Yeah, we haven't seen this since 06 and 07. What, what was the market at? 16,000, 18,000? No, I'm sorry. It was at 14,000, 15,000. We thought that was sky high. Now look at it. It was at 27,000. On our way to 29. If the chicken littles are off, they're parroting, screaming, trumpeting from the high <laughs> They're crashing. You know, I, I've been in part of email chains where people <laughs> I just look at it. V, is this true? Guy saying, get your money out of J.P. Morgan. Get it out. Chase is going to collapse tomorrow. No, it's not true. It's bullshit. Are you sure? He seems like he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, it's bullshit. They are nowhere near... Think about it. The, the, Wall Street's making more money now than they've ever made before. And now they're making all this money. And they have the potential, the guaranteed potential. Forget the potential. The guaranteed profit reality. That they're going to be making even more money in the next few years. They're going to demand in the market. Folks, let me explain something to you. This is their market. They control it. This is their market. They're not going to destroy the very thing that feeds them. It's, uh, it's like this. Imagine you're a criminal, right? And you're a criminal, and uh, you're saying to yourself, you know what? You know, your, your, your only income-producing tool is a gun. And some, 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 you know, old fart somewhere in some state legislature writes a law saying, hey, you know what? So far, the leftist nut job writes a law saying, hey, trading your guns. If you're a criminal, you're going to trade in your only income-producing tool, which is a firearm. No, you're going to let the law-abiding citizen surrender his because he's going to do what's law-abiding because he loves his government. He's not going to give up his income-producing tool. What, so... In the same essence, folks, Wall Street's income-producing tool is the market. They're going to wreck it. They're going to destroy it. How does that make sense to you? You'll never see a market crash. Get it out of your head. It's never going to happen. You will see Dow 90 million before you see Dow 5,000. That's the reality of it. That's the reality of it. And that Dow 90 million is going to be some sort of a monolith, a high tower that casts its shadow on a dilapidated, ravaged, and destroyed physical economy.
like I said, it's a wealth extraction tool. And this is what I keep telling you, advocating every single person out there. Learn a trade. Get into the pulse wave trading. Oh, it's a fee. It's a shameless plug. Yes, it is a shameless plug, but it's the only exploit you have. You can either be a day trader stuck upon your screen, and we used to have day traders, and there's nothing wrong with that, but if that's what you want to do, just stick to your phone, and you stick to your screen, and, oh my God, I got trading, and, and, be, and having that stress every single day of your life, then more power to you. But you want to catch them trends, get involved in trading. Learn to trade. Learn to trade. Why? Because it's the only bloody thing that's making money these days. It's the only industry that you're going you're gonna to be killing it. It's the only one. And it's easy to do. It doesn't take, it, there's not much startup capital. It doesn't cost much money to get it done. And you'd be well on your way. Why? Because as the Dow goes higher, the physical economy could die. Unless the president could execute what he want, what, what he's been trying to do for quite some time, which is bring every single manufacturer back here to the United States. And there's a very damn real probability that that could happen. It's a very real probability. Putting tariffs on half a trillion dollars worth of Chinese goods, that puts China in a bind, folks. They're not invincible. There are very, there's a lot of vulnerabilities in the Chinese financial sector. Just like there's vulnerabilities in the American financial sector. But a five, half a trillion dollar tariff is not something that they could ever respond to, and they know that. Trump does, and if he orders, and he can, using the the, 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 uh, the emergency acts, put an executive order in to get those companies out of China. And every day that he waffles between should we increase tariffs or not on purpose, it's creating anxiety within those companies about the future of their supply chain. And they're going to have to do something. And if he gets them back into this country where we can start manufacturing, then we can have a physical economy in place when the phantom economy finally goes bye-bye as it implodes up you know, past the 30,000, 40,000 point. But that's the key. That's the key. So this is the phantom market syndrome, folks. The phantom market syndrome. Dow 29,000, here we come. Batten down the hatches, put on your seatbelts, enjoy the ride, grab yourself a Mai Tai, go forth, make some money, and be epic. Folks, this is the gorilla. I'm glad that I'm back, and I'll catch you all later. And I'm out.